And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Shane Manila. Uh, good evening, everyone. <laughs> he was <laughs> muted and he wasn't expected to be answered first. And Jeremy Bruin. Hey, everybody. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. And I'm here for the whole thing. I'm here for all of it. Really? Did you know? Wait, we didn't say it. It's it's Happy Rex Manning Day. Today's awesome. It is Happy Rex Manning Day. It is yeah. Rex Manning Day today. From Empire Records. Exactly. On. Oh, I got A very awesome movie and a very awesome day of Rex Manning Renee Day. Renee Zellweger wanted to give up her virginity to him. <laughs> and she might even have done it. I forget. It's been a while since I've seen you know the movie. Something? I've only seen that movie one time. You guys oh, love that movie? It's so good. Yeah, and we're going to watch it tomorrow, Michael Jr. and Ken. I had to work today, so I couldn't get to it. But we're going to watch it tomorrow. But I watched it one time, and it was with my wife, and I... I didn't watch. I don't even know if I made it through the whole thing, but man, it sounds like a movie I need to watch again. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of there was a lot of tweets about it today, but whatever. So uh, <laughs> it's just good because there's so much going on in the world, and there was a lot of phrases from that movie that people were using today. So, um, but uh, hey, we have a great show today because we have Graham Barfield, the one, the only Graham Barfield. He's great. He's joining us today. In actually just a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to blow through this beginning like we've been doing lately to get our guests in because that's pretty much what we do now, right? <laughs> was there? I don't know if there, there was even anything really news-wise to talk about. I saw just before we logged in that uh, DeAndre Washington signed with the Chiefs, so they got another yeah. running back over there. We had a little chat about that in the patrons chat. And if you're not a patron, um, you didn't get to see it, but you should become a patron because they're better than non-patrons. But we were talking about that a little bit. That's a little, I like DeAndre Washington. I think he has a good skill set. Um, who knows what the Chiefs are going to do, but he's a guy that I own in a bunch of leagues. Um, he's a lottery ticket for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, what What do they really even have there that's any kind of guarantee? There really isn't. So, and, Damian and, Williams, baby. Yeah, Williams. Damian Williams, Daryl Williams, DeAndre Washington. And then everybody says they're on the list for drafting a, a running back. So, Oh, my God. Real quick. I made a horrendous mistake, and I just wanted to apologize. Uh-oh. Um, oh, no. You did. Rex Manning wasn't going <laughs> to bang. Uh, Renee Zellweger. No, he was going to bang Corey, who was Liv Tyler. Yes, was, there you go. She was going to lose her virginity. To That's him. right. <laughs> um, and now I remember. And Renee Zellweger was her slutty friend, and Renee Zellweger ended up doing Rex Manning. Oh, Rex is that Manning what happened? Story. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just remember that line: "Shock me, shock me, shock me" with that deviant behavior that she said. Yeah, that that, that was the That's first crazy. time I'd ever seen her. You know, um, but. <laughs> That's so funny that you corrected that. Hey, so why don't we get Graham in here? Because we have so much to talk to. We're going to fill the whole hour with Graham. So uh, let's uh, dial him up and get him in. Hey, Shane, maybe we'll do like last time while we were waiting. You told everybody about our Patreon. How do you become a patron? How do you do it? You go on to the, the, the internets. And you go on the patreon.com site and then you just search Dynasty Trades HQ. Um, or or if you don't want to go through all that and you're on the Twitters, um, what you do is you can go on to the Dynasty Trades HQ handle. And right there, 
Um, it tells you to stop posting trade polls that randos aren't even looking at when voting. Join the <laughs> Dynasty Trade Day through Patreon and join a community that is always offering trade advice and strategy. <laughs> Plus, you get bonus HQ podcasts. Join right now. Um, you hit that link and then you sign up and uh, you become a patron. Several tiers. Um, if you want to be uh, getting the best tier, you get pay $5. You get uh the uncensored episodes of this podcast you get a bonus podcast you get the group me uh chat and you get written content so you can't beat that i'm gonna tell you right now i've given five dollars to hookers and they do not give you as much as we are giving you for five dollars <laughs> you get five dollars the uncensored that truly is literally is not safe to work. like you can't we can't just put that on itunes and be like hey listen to this oh my it's, god uh, well, definitely unfiltered and raw think of the children think yeah. of the hookers and even yeah. last week, even last week, they got the second and third round of that rookie draft, including with Dynasty Rich from Dynasty Nerds in there. So, yeah, they got a full two rounds of that Superflex draft and Dynasty Rich jumping in all late. See, that's you know the special <laughs> shit patrons get. <laughs> so to join uh, today, awesome. So hey, Graham's here. We can't see him though, but he's here. Uh, <laughs> hey, Graham, set up in his office. Is it in his office? Yeah. Is that where you are, Graham, in your office? I mean, you could you could definitely call in an office. Work gets done in here, that's for sure. But uh, best idea. No, my my uh, my fiance. She's uh, she's on a hangout call, like doing some some drinks with her girlfriends, and uh, I am been relegated to the bathroom. Uh, we live in a very small one bedroom apartment, and uh, this is the only other room in the house. So I'm uh, literally in the bathroom with you guys. You know what's it's awesome? In, in the 120 episodes we've had, we've never had a guest in the bathroom. So thank you. Uh, I guarantee you I will be your last as well. So. <laughs> women uh, women have alcohol um, problems, and they like to just be like, oh, no, 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 I just drink wine once in a while. They're having a Zoom session to drink wine. And I don't, think Graham, I don't think Graham's fiance is unique in this situation at all. I think there's hundreds of thousands of women across America having Zoom sessions. Right so now, they can, yeah. You know what we should. You know what we should have done before all of this. What we should have invested in Zoom. I would have become millionaires. Know, right? You know, just before you said that, I was just about to say I never even heard of Zoom before all of this. Because yeah, for brilliant. for my work, I never had to do any kind of uh, like these kind of virtual meetings and stuff. But everybody's doing it. The kids are doing it. All yeah, the my kids are doing it. I mean, Google Hangouts for school. But anytime they want to talk to their friends, are all on Zoom. It's taking up the bandwidth. Yeah, I never heard of it. I, I would have invested too. Such a great thing. And toilet paper, who knew? We always <laughs> use go to meetings. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna, you're gonna invest in toilet paper and Zoom if you're able to travel back in time before twenty twenty. And alcohol, yeah. <laughs> well we're pretty we're pretty close to toilet paper and Germex being the uh, the national currency of the United States. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for it, yeah. I saw some video of some guys and he said he's paying his bills and he's sitting at a table <laughs> and he's taking one square of toilet paper, sticking it in an envelope <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. I saw that. That's but great. uh yeah, no, everybody it what's the great about what you're saying about being in your bathroom because of the Zoom meeting most of our listeners can all relate to it so that's pretty awesome thanks for being here um yeah and i know you have some new stuff going on and stuff that you're not ready to tell people so why don't you just introduce yourself however you'd like to introduce yourself then <laughs> oh trust me i'd love to tell people we're about a week away here from uh from launching a a new site uh but yeah i'm uh 
the creative yards created and that's kind of a mouthful but uh this is now my fifth year doing it um and i am in love with this class especially the top five guys in this class i'm really excited to talk to you guys about it today oh perfect <laughs> you know we always joke about not having a video but shane's face was perfect if we would have had a video you know um, well, but, space lit up. Mike didn't even have to transition. We went right into right. The exactly. Topic. We'll just go right into well, it. No, but you know what's funny is like it is. It's the top five running backs, and then it's like a cliff dive. It's like there's not even like a, a subtle like oh a step Here's down. It's like top five, yeah. and then oh my god, no. But wait, <laughs> let's hear what Graham has to say. Hey, okay. hey Graham, where can they find you on Twitter? Yeah, I'm at Graham Barfield. Uh, and that's where you can get me. And uh, like I said, next week. Uh, I guess about a week after the show post, we'll have a, a new site near it's created will be up and you can read it on the interwebs. Awesome. So why don't we do just jump into it? Like Jeremy said, let's jump into this class. What do you love so much about this class? Well, yeah, I mean, I think Shane said it best. The top five is like, I mean, clear cut all five of these guys. I'm fully expecting to go within the top 50 to 60 picks. Um, I, I think we could see. If you set the uh, the under over at like one and a half for first round running backs, that's probably a pretty smart line. I think um, we might see two with Taylor and Swift, and it would not surprise me if Swift went ahead of Taylor. Um, but yeah, I mean the top five of this class is just really good. It's it's um, it's way but this the talent at the top makes this class like ten times better than last year's crop. And I think all of us were pretty collectively low on last year's group of uh, running backs, and that was that was the right call. Yeah. Yeah, it turns turns out we were right. Like three three viable commodities from last year. I mean, Miles Sanders was the truth, and always was the truth, and continues to be the truth. But yeah. uh, other than that, yeah, that's about it. So for your well, for your five that you love, do you want to go backwards or forward? How do you want to tell us? Um, <laughs> backwards works. Uh, we can go backwards and start with Clyde Edwards-Alaire um, out of LSU, and I think. You know, to be clear, I think Taylor's the clear-cut number one running back in this class, and you could pretty much arrange two to five in any way you want. But for me, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is number five, and to me, I think he has the highest floor out of all five of these guys, just because he's such a phenomenal pass catcher. I mean, Joe Brady used him phenomenally as a as a route runner coming out of the backfield. They split him out wide quite a bit too. Um, I don't think. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is, is as explosive or as um, versatile as Christian McCaffrey is, but he is clearly one of the best receiving running backs we've seen come out of college in recent years. I think he's going to come out and immediately catch 50 or 60 balls in the NFL. My concern with him, with, uh, with Edwards-Alaire, is I'm not entirely sure he is suited to be a workhorse running back in the NFL. And for fantasy, that, that obviously matters. We want our guys on the field playing snaps as much as possible. And Edwards Alaris, not to say he's a bad inside zone runner, uh, but he's just slightly below average in terms of yards created per attempt on his uh, inside carries. And, you know, I think some of that too is like a lot of his production, and I've seen this kind of tossed around a little bit, is like LSU's offensive line. Obviously their scheme opened up a lot of rushing lanes for Edwards Alaire, and he didn't really run into a lot of loaded boxes, which is another thing uh, I've been tracking and looking at for yards created. So, I, you know, I think he's a fantastic prospect just because of his pass catching alone. Um, and if he gets 10 to 12 carries in the NFL every game, then uh, we'll be looking at a solid RB2 for fantasy. But I just have Dobbins and Akers because I value their traits a little bit more. I have those two higher. Shane, yeah, just, yeah. Shane just unmuted. Yeah, Shane, okay. It looked like Shane was in full, like, this is the best thing ever. I love this. He's just... 
just listening. And then, you know, so where do you have acres? I have acres. One, no, I have acres at four. Uh, okay. I, okay. yeah, I have, um, so it's Taylor Swift, Dobbins, acres. And I, I started actually, I almost had acres at three, but I, I swapped Dobbins. Uh, really, like I said, I think you could have, you can make an argument for Edwards Alaire at two. And I've seen some very, very smart people uh, have him high on their boards. So a lot of people I respect. Um, but I, for me, I think Edwards Alaire, because LSU's offensive line and, and their scheme kind of helps generate so many of his yards, especially on the ground, I think uh, I, I value Dobbins and Akers a little bit better just because, especially with Akers, like their offensive line at Florida State and that scheme itself was just atrocious. It was so hard to watch Florida State football this past year. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that they're uh, they've had maybe the worst offensive line in the history of college football, something something along those lines. I mean, it's it's not even like this past year. Like going back and looking at the numbers from Dalvin Cook season, like Florida State's offensive line has always been bad, um, and it's just kind of bizarre that this mega team can't get an offensive line rate. But yeah, uh, I, I tweeted this out a couple of days ago. But Cam Akers, his offensive line in terms of yards blocked per attempt was the worst I've ever charted over the last five years. Uh, he was also contacted behind the line of scrimmage on 30% of his carries. That was by far the most in the class. And, you know, I think Akers has some some working – like the reason I have Akers at four and Dobbins at three is I think Dobbins is just a little more refined with his footwork and his vision. I think Akers uh, has a, a little bit to learn at the next level with in terms of uh, reading his blocks and getting his feet – using his feet efficiently – uh, Akers uses his athleticism a lot to bail himself out, and he can do that uh, against bad defenses or especially behind a bad offensive line where so much is on his plate in terms of creating yards. But uh, I have Dobbins at three and Akers a little at four only because I think Dobbins is a little more refined as a runner. I saw that tweet, and I was going to um, steal your stat and throw it back at you and just see if you noticed. <laughs> but um, no, I don't have it, which makes me feel good. Um <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, I mean, that's great. <laughs> so I want to just real quick bounce off of um, someone that's maybe not so high. I, I don't know where you had this guy ranked though, uh, Anthony McFarland. Yeah, I love Anthony McFarland actually, and I, I um, you you mentioned it off the top, man. Like it is a clear tear drop after after five, and I think you could make a case for McFarland at six. Wow. Um, yeah, high yeah. high level traits runner. Um, the, you know, going back and looking at his sample, he was above average in terms of yards created per attempt on both inside and outside carries. Um, I, I, I thought when I watched him just, you know, this past year, I think he lost a little bit of burst. Um, and I think that's because he was playing with an ankle injury. But going back and I watched a few games from uh, charted a few games from 2019, too. And I mean, yeah. hit the, the stuff he put on tape, especially at the end of last year, uh, the end of 2018, was fantastic. I mean, just the ability to, um, he had a clear ability to re-block, set up defenders in the second level once he got to the second level. Um, clear understanding of making himself small. I mean, he's a small little guy. I mean, him and DeFonta Freeman have like the same exact build, 5'8", 208. And I think Freeman's a little better built in the lower half. Um, and I think some teams will probably see McFarland as uh, maybe a space back to start. Um, but I, I thought McFarland showed high level traits of being able to run inside um, and make himself small, uh, make defenders miss with uh, with subtle head fakes, and he obviously has so much juice um, in the open field. Uh, I think McFarland pretty clearly has the most upside out of any running back not in the top five. 
for your top five, when you're talking about these running backs, is there a huge gap or a small gap between one and two with Taylor and Swift? I think Taylor is on the same level of prospect as Ezekiel Elliott coming out Um, in terms of his production, in terms of uh, just the way he dominated year over year at college. I mean, guys, the the guy ran for over 125 yards in like 65% of his games in college. I mean, I get it. Wisconsin is very run heavy, uh, but his production was just consistently elite. Um, I I don't think it's a huge drop from, from JT to Swift because Swift just does everything exceptionally well. Um, And I think for fantasy, like if this is a pipe dream, obviously, but you know, if Swift goes 32, to Kansas City or if he finds himself in Seattle like it's just going to be lights out for fantasy so I think it could get close just depending on the landing spot but but pre-draft I think Taylor is the clear one and Swift is, uh, is too. yeah because pretty much when we've been having guests on the last month or so there's always that division whether it's Swift or Taylor at one or two you know so I was just wondering well, how Dob- much of a gap Dobbins has been in there Dobbins has been in there too yeah so Dane Brugler from The Athletic has Dobbins at one, and I I absolutely loved J.K. Dobbins' tape. In fact, he leads the top five running backs in yards created per attempt by a pretty significant margin. I mean, he is – it's – you know, if this this whole draft process, because of everything going on in the country, has felt super weird and chopped up. <laughs> and Dobbins obviously did not, you know, test at the combine, and he didn't get a chance to run at his pro day. But I feel like if, if Dobbins got a chance to run at the combine or – uh, you know, if, if he did have his pro day, we would be salivating over him because he is a freak, freak athlete with just exceptional, exceptional burst. His his lower lower half strength is some of the best I've seen over the last five years. I mean, he's oh, yeah. going, he's going to carry uh, he's going to carry the load for any team that selects him, and I, I'm really excited to see where he goes. My only concern with Dobbins, though, guys, is like he's really bad at pass protection. Um, <laughs> he gave up ten pressures. 10 pressures total um, out of like 20 to 25 pass pro snaps that I, uh, that I charted. And that's by far the worst pass pro execution rate in the class. Um, Dobbins is a good receiver. It's just, he, you know, I, I don't value pass protection that much, but I know NFL coaches do. And I know that's how guys get on the field is if they're, you know, yeah. coaches feel they're comfortable with, with pass pro. So we don't want him in Tampa Bay because <laughs> he will be riding the line pretty, pretty early. Um, yeah. As soon as he misses a blitz pickup and Brady gets spiked into the turf. <laughs> you know, we, we've had a few guests the last couple of weeks talk about their process and how they've had to change it because of the virus and the way the world is right now. How different has it been for you to scout all this stuff and come up with your your information? I'll just be honest with you. Um, like, it's been really hard for me to get excited about yards created this year. And I know that's it's it's a, it's a great class especially with the top five guys i love the class but like it's just taken me i guess more time this year to do it just because of everything going on uh there's been nights where i'm just like i am not in the mood to sit down at my computer and chart running backs like i just want to play video games and, and not focus on anything and like watch watch ozark or whatever like uh, hey, yeah so that's that <laughs> jeremy's doing the same thing with those yeah, on the season yeah yeah okay, i'm trying no to catch spoilers. up I'm yeah. only on episode three ever. Yeah. Never, never, oh, really? I'm only on season I, one also. So <laughs> I saw some of season three, season three, right? Like I've seen yeah, a couple and I'm in like the second episode of season three right now. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, all right, let me go back and watch this because, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying, Graham. Graham. So, important thing you got to do remember, put on pants every day. That's the first thing. <laughs> 
Good first um, step. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're at, we're at the point where he's doing podcasts in his bathroom, so you know. <laughs> it does not matter what I look like. At this point. So Doesn't so then, need pants. So then, in other words, so it has been difficult for you to to work on your yards created then. Yeah, it has been, and you know, a little bit, uh, a little bit of this been the virus. Another bit has been uh, transitioning jobs, and it's just kind of been a little hectic this spring. So. Um, yeah, finally excited to get the class done. Um, and, and just in time, you know, draft is earlier this year than, uh, than it usually is. It's two, three weeks away. So yeah, really pumped. And, uh, it's right in time. I mean, we're, uh, I'll have all the content up in uh, about a month or excuse me, about a week. And Mike can cut this out if you don't know, but it's fun. Um, who's the <laughs> worst running back that you charted this year in yards created? Please don't cut this out. It's it's AJ Dillon. I was just I mean, gonna say. I, I was just gonna say. I'm not gonna cut it out because that was actually. I was gonna ask him the same question. No, tell us, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was AJ Dillon. I just i I struggle finding what he does well. Um, uh, if you look at the numbers, going strictly off the numbers, he was below average, well below average in terms of yards created per attempt on inside and outside carries. Um, he is very fast in a straight line, but he has basically no wiggle. Um, he cannot move laterally, hardly at all. And I, I think some people have thrown around like a Derrick Henry comp for him, and I just I don't see that at all. I think they're just functionally different players. Uh, in terms of missed tackles, force per attempt, Dylan is dead last in the class, and it's not particularly close. It's a distant, distant last. Um, I just, you know, and on top of all of this, like on top of the fact that he's not a very um, explosive runner um, in terms of creating yards for himself, and he's not very, you know, uh, he doesn't make a lot of people miss. Like he's a zero in the passing game. Like we we just didn't really see it from him out of Boston College. So, um, you know, I know we talked about a little bit how the back end of this class is pretty bad, but I'm I'm pretty low on on AJ Dillon. And I've seen I've seen him go high in some rookie drafts, and I just kind of. I don't know. I think people just have the rookie allure. With, with people are doing the the Derrick Henry thing. They're going, yeah. He's big like Derrick Henry and fast like Derrick Henry. He's Derrick Henry. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's that simple. You're just putting, you know, your one plus one equals three. So it's Derrick Henry. Yeah, and he has. Yeah, and he has been going high, and even in our rookie draft last week, didn't didn't he go in the second round? I think uh, I'm not in even the sure. DFB? I no, no, we did a we did a rookie mock last uh-huh. week with uh, Dynasty Rich and Katie Flower and um, and Ray. I don't remember. No, it would be funny if you did pick him after everything you got ripped on last week. <laughs> I have one player. Apparently, every year I have at least one guy that I'm going to be stuck on, no matter how oh. many people tell me to get off him. But uh, you know, Benjamin, what, what did you think? Uh, I actually need to go back and, and finish charting Eno. Um, uh, so I've got to add him to the list. Uh, him and um, there's one more. I think I was going to finish up Javon Leak too. Uh, so those are the two guys I've left. That is. <laughs> I'm having no idea. I have no idea who Javon he was. Uh, he was Anthony McFarland's teammate this past year. I think he actually led Maryland in carries. So okay. Shane, so Shane, the guy that you don't even know who is 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 who he's holding off to do with your Eno Benjamin. So <laughs> yeah, that, might, that might be your answer. <laughs> Not a very endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to ask you kind of along the same lines where, you, you know, you mentioned A.J. Dillon. Um, were there any surprises for you, some of the running um, out of the other running backs outside that top five that um, you maybe found and were surprised by or, you know, 
are better than maybe people realize that are sure. down the list of ways that you would say maybe take a shot on later on? Sure. Uh, outside of Anthony McFarland, I think Zach Moss is the next guy that comes to mind. Um, high level player in terms of being able to uh, manipulate space and contort his body. I mean, his change of direction ability is incredible. He led the class uh, in missed tackles forced per attempt. And um, yeah. I think it's Moss Acres and um, I should I should know this, but I don't. It's Moss Acres and Edwards Alaire were the top three running backs in missed tackles. Force per attempt, Swift was number four. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I the thing I keep coming back to with Moss is that he just is so slow. Like, yeah, I, I've seen <laughs> like during a game, you're like, wow, he's got all those moves, but like Devin Singletary or something, you just want him to have a little bit more burst or something. Right, I'm with you. I think Singletary is even quicker, and Singletary is definitely not a fast guy. Um, <laughs> No, no, he's not. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, I, I watched I watched the first couple of game, uh, Moss's games this past year. I watched the last two, uh, the, the championship game and then their bowl game. And throughout the whole season, I was just like, you know, at the end of the at the beginning of the year, it's just like, you know, I, I watching him get to the outside. It's like I just wish he could turn on some extra juice. And like the problem with that is like these linebackers in the NFL, because the game is so multiple now and because linebackers and safeties are playing all over the field, like Moss is not going to be able to get away from second level defenders. And to a certain extent, that's why I'm a little bit lower on Edwards Alaire because he doesn't have the burst of an acres or a Dobbins. Um, and I guess you could say the same thing for Moss, but um, the, the greatest thing about Moss is he's a great receiver. Um, I think his receiving ability is really slept on, led the class in terms of um, yards gained per route run, uh, natural, natural pass catcher, has very good hands, just always looked like he was putting his body and putting his hands in the right spot. Uh, coming, And he's very good at shaking college-level linebackers on his routes. It's just I, I don't know if he has enough speed to, uh, to beat linebackers at the second level in the NFL. What would his role be in the NFL with the you know those skills that he does have those traits, but you know a little slower? Where where would you think he'd he'd fit in and be used? My, my comp for him is T.J. Yeldon. I think he's a good change of pace back who can come in and catch some balls. Like if you remember Blake Bortles, love checking down to T.J. Yeldon in like 2017. Uh, I think Zach Moss can be that type of player. And for fantasy, like uh, it's just not a high you know it's just not, it's not worth a high level pick. Um, yeah, for for dynasty drafts for sure. He's just. I think he could have some PPR juice in the right spot, but he's going to be like a lot of these guys, like McFarland too, even though I love him, all of these guys are going to be third, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks, and they're going to be incredibly, incredibly landing spot dependent. Imagine one of these guys lands in Kansas City, say McFarland or uh, uh, Moss. McFarland would be incredible in Kansas City because they McFarland, the way Maryland's running game and their, their scheme was just weird last year. Like they had a really bad quarterback. Their offensive line was pretty brutal. Like they just were bad offense, but McFarland continually popped. Um, they used him a ton off tackle and Kansas City loves to run misdirection. They love to run off tackle. They love to run zone plays. And I think McFarland could ball out in a zone scheme where he's, Allowed to, you know, basically running against light boxes because you can't stack the box against Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, I think any of the any of the top like six or seven running backs, if Casey gets any of them, like we have to be all in just because. I mean, if they're investing in the position, they've got to do it. But the thing is, like, I, I know all of us fantasy guys want the Chiefs to draft a running back, but like they only have five draft picks. They have five draft yeah. picks. Thirty-two. They've got sixty-three overall, and I think they've got like a two-thirds and a 
uh, and a fifth. Uh, they, they do not have a lot of capital and the, you know, they can make a luxury pick because they don't have a lot of needs, but I, I just don't necessarily see them, them drafting a running back. And they just signed DeAndre Washington. Today. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. We Look, talked and they, about and they've shown that they're fine running Damian and Daryl Williams yeah. is out there and Shady McCoy until he fumbles the job away and whatever other guy they find off the street, like DeAndre Washington. And um, I like DeAndre Washington, but and Andy Reid's going to draft a lineman. That's what he does. Yeah. He loves yeah. linemen. <laughs> and he just continues to do it. Yeah. And they just want a Super Bowl without a, a, a real running back. So what do they – they've already shown they don't need it. Exactly. exactly. Hey, Graham, uh, down here in Miami, you know, we have all those first-round picks, and everybody says we're going to take a quarterback. But do you think any of these running backs will end up in Miami? And if you do, which would you like? I have been hearing that the Dolphins love J.K. Dobbins. Um, and I don't know if they'd spend a first-round pick on him. Um, right. But I would – I'd be very interested to see that fit. The Dolphins – like they're gonna stink. Their offensive line is gonna stink. They're probably not gonna score a lot of points. But if the running back goes there, they're gonna play eighty percent of the snaps. And Dobbins could immediately be the workhorse in Miami. Uh, DeAndre Swift would probably be the guy I think that makes the most sense though. If they do go with one of their first round picks, of course. Though I, I hope they'll trade up and just go get Tua, and yeah. uh, have to use some of their capital to do that. Um, but I, I think if they do draft a running back in the first round, it would be Swift. That'd be great. <laughs> I'd be happy not, with you that. don't want them to, though. You want them to build that lineup, like uh, Graham saying. You want them to actually trade up for Tua and then and draft linemen like in the first four rounds. Yeah, but maybe we'll get Tua anyways. It, look, it's good to wish for things, Mike. <laughs> I mean, sure. Sure, you yeah. get Tua, and then end you up get with Swift. Her. What else you want? I, Who's I the want top lineman? I I'm sure you'll all. get him, too. <laughs> hey, it's a virtual draft can... this year. It's a virtual draft. Who knows what's going to happen? The Dolphins could do it, though, man. Like, they, they've they got 5, 18, 26, 39, and 56 overall. Like, they've got, they've got so much juice. See? Don't Maybe it could Texans, happen. Do they have the Texans 2021 first? They have the Texans 2021 first and their, 20, and they? their first no. this year. Yeah, yes, so we they can... have their 2021 first. They too. do. Yes. And that Tunsil still is wow. true. Yeah, yeah I didn't so we can do that. trades. Okay. <laughs> the Texans are going to go probably 6 and 10. Um Dude, Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien yeah. just steady gets fleeced. Steady, <laughs> steady gets fleeced on trades. He's so bad. I don't know what he's doing. Can you imagine being if that was like a fantasy uh, fantasy team in your league? The way he does some trades. <laughs> no, I even think his burner accounts better than him. Someone through the, the official channels, Graham work, worked for the NFL.com uh, there. I think he needs to somehow get Warren Sharp and like um, Graham himself, maybe Scott Barrett, and get these guys in touch with Bill O'Brien <laughs> and explain to them what him. he's doing wrong. Like, no, running backs are replaceable. Did you do not trade DeAndre Hopkins for a 30-year-old running back with a bad back that's had one good season who's not even good at running when your quarterback doesn't throw passes? But anyway. You can't even win in our dynasty leagues playing like that, dude. <laughs> Sorry, I, I went on a tangent there. Graham, let me ask you about a guy that you liked last year coming out. Um, and you comp, you had a good comp for him, a very nice comp. Um, Daryl Henderson, what do you, what do you think? What, what do you, how are you feeling about him this year? Yeah, I mean, the fact that, look, I love Darrell Henderson coming out, but the fact that he couldn't get on the field over Malcolm Brown definitely scares me. Um, <laughs> the facts are still, the facts still remain. The Rams traded up to get him. Uh, they moved up to seventy overall last year to get him. 
Uh, the Rams also have very little draft capital this year to add another running back. And, uh, oh, by the way, they still owe like Todd Gurley millions of dollars. And he was chirping at him on Twitter today to go pay him. Um, the Rams are not in a good cap situation. They are going to have to go into 2020 with Henderson and Brown. Um, just anecdotally, like going back and, and thinking about Henderson's season last year, like it was always going to be a process for him to translate to the NFL. Memphis runs a lot of power and Henderson had wide open rushing lanes. And I'm sure we talked about it last year. I mean, Memphis's offensive line was the best uh, in terms of scheme, in terms of blocking that I've ever charted. Um, and Henderson benefited greatly from that. Um, in the preseason last year, Henderson looked lost to me. He looked slow. He looked like he didn't know where he was going. He didn't know uh, where the blocks were developing. And I think that's why he basically didn't play early in the year. Uh, he looked fine when he got some burn in the midseason. He definitely popped off a few nice runs and a few nice plays. But um, I'm still bullish on him. I'm still very high on his talent. It's just, you know, after this past year where he basically could not get on the field uh, with, you know, Todd Gurley looking like he was on his last legs and Malcolm Brown kind of just being a plotter. Um, definitely concerned for sure. But uh, I'm, I'm still holding on hope, man. I, I'm still I still have my Darrell Henderson truther card. We still we still meet every Thursday and I bring the donuts. So ah, sweet. Uh, I will be I'll be holding <laughs> hold those meetings until I die. What about for fantasy? What What do you think? Do you do you have any value for him in fantasy? I, you know, I, I am just because I he, he did blow up my yards creative process. I'm probably higher on him than most. And I have him, uh, I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not a great ranker. I think more in tiers and in terms of team team build. But I, I think I tweeted this out a couple of weeks ago. And I, I said that I would have like maybe 18 to 20 running backs um, over Henderson right now, straight up. And that's just a function of the fact that like, after you get past RB20 and Dynasty, it's pretty brutal. And Henderson pretty clearly has a ton of upside if he can get it get it right and get it clicking so grant barfield says buy all the henderson you can is that what you did you get that from what he just said buy all the henderson he can i've Uh, been trying i've been trying to and i I play in a lot of leagues with a lot of like minds and i can't do it um so i I don't know it's one of those things where i think i think the the industry is still way higher on henderson than the public because every time I tweet something positive about Darrell Henderson, some like 15 people come back at me and say, he couldn't beat out Malcolm Brown. So I, I don't know. He's <laughs> what, been a really tough player to value. For what, sure. yeah. what about in our league? Do, who has him in our league? The league we're in with you. I think Danny, yeah. I think Danny Kelly does. And I am oh. not even trying to give Danny Kelly. <laughs> there's a, you know, it, it just real quick as an aside, there's not a ton of trading in that league. <laughs> um, part of it is because it's, you know, there's like nine industry freaking titan um those, those guys are tight with the wallets yeah. man i noticed they really and, are and there's you know a co-owned team which is us three so like every time someone dms me he's like hey what do you think of and i'm like i gotta go talk to the other two guys i'll be <laughs> i do the same thing yeah it's great even matthew barry dm'd me on the side to ask us about michael thomas and i told matthew i'll talk to shane and jamie we, i'll get back to trade off with graham last year during the during the show or was that with danny I don't know. Did we, Graham? Traded with Danny for sure. I don't. I don't think we pulled a trade off during the show. I think. I don't. I'm not. I think we've traded once, and I want to yeah. say it was during the startup. I don't I, even remember what it was. I would definitely say, out of all the leagues that we're all in, that league has the least amount of trades in any of my leagues. I can tell you. It's a fun. It's a fun league. It, it's been interesting, and and yeah, revelation. The three of us now, I think we're we're working better together. But it's funny because 
Scott and um, <laughs> Shane TJ, shaking his head no. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. There's no more tug of war. Shane, that's because Shane doesn't play well with others. Mike exactly. And I have a good rapport with that. But yes, my we do. Here, Scott Barrett and TJ run a really good um, good cop, bad cops. Oh, yes, they do. When they're, when oh, they're my trying God. to trade and the market value stuff when they try to. And, and they're right. You know, they'll say, hey, this is the market value. But I'm like, guys, that. That's like an overall market value. You're not thinking about the microcosm that is this league. That's not you. You got to send us like two firsts, or you know, we have to. You got to give us the the 101 plus to get Michael Thomas, and we just never can. We can never get there. It's we get close, but it just we can't can't quite do it. TJ and Scott are the good cop, bad cop, except all of Scott's offers are just bad. TJ, <laughs> TJ have way more success dealing with TJ. Yeah, Scott is just like I don't know if Scott and I are just too close or whatever, but he just gets like irrational when I try to trade with him. <laughs> when Scott was on the show with us last time, we tried to do a trade, and he's like, "Well, I got to go talk to TJ," and then it all fell apart after that. Yeah, quickly yeah. after the show ended, yes, it did. I had another second year guy that, or no, no, oh. this is a third year guy now. Oh, um, and Who this is- was off of another one of Graham's tweets. Um, Graham tweets like even if you don't happen to read his work, his tweets are like top five yeah, full of knowledge yeah. <laughs> um top eight college running backs and percentage of carries to create five plus yards since 2016 <laughs> are uh, you reading his tweet you said you were gonna ask him yeah. a question <laughs> royce freeman tied for sixth yeah wow. look at that no no hope <laughs> No hope. <laughs> Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay have just collectively kicked Royce Freeman out of the club. Yeah, yeah, really, one hundred percent. I, I, I was never high on Royce Freeman to be honest. I think a lot of his production. I mean, he ran through just humongous rushing lanes. Uh, thinking back to watching his tape at Oregon, um, mm-hmm. he, a lot of a lot of that efficiency was because of that scheme. Um, yeah, I, I know a lot of people got burned on Royce Freeman. Uh, he. This past year, he had the opportunity. Like he, Philip Lindsay. This is like kind of, I don't know, like a closely held secret. But Philip Lindsay is not good in the passing game, and Royce Freeman is kind of good. Um, and he could not separate from Lindsay this past year. Then they gave Melvin Gordon, a, you know, a reasonable amount of money. I, I don't know. I guess the Broncos are super, super low on him. I could see, I could see him bouncing back and in like a, like maybe if the Broncos trade him or cut him, another team, yes, like seventh round pick. I could see Freeman doing all right somewhere else. It's just clear Denver hates him. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem like they hate him, yeah. It was definitely one of those deals where it feels like they drafted him and it was a fat finger pick. And they were like, oh. Well, that's not who we wanted. And they reached out to the commission. He's like, no, dude, I'm sorry. The next three guys after you pick. Me. No do-overs. <laughs> How many times is that going to happen in a couple weeks where people are going to fat finger You something? know something's going to go wrong during a virtual bastards. That's not who I wanted. And did you see him? Is Dave Gettleman? I want. Is he running the Giants' war room? Oh my god! I, he's got he's got computer folks to help him out now. He's got some computer folks, and he's good. I've seen he's some. Gonna, good, he's gonna fax a spreadsheet over to Roger Goodell and say, oh, "I'm good to go." <laughs> I've seen some good tweets about how are the Patriots going to cheat on this uh, virtual draft? You know? <laughs> on the <laughs> draft, yeah. <laughs> I, I but, think I, saw, I think I saw somebody say he's, uh, that Belichick's just going to be hacking everybody's uh, yeah. routers and stuff. Sure, all the exactly. Bears oh, the Bears were on the clock. Now it's. A Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, they're on the clock. Hey, Graham, we've had a couple. We've had a couple. Um, uh, 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 
No, there's been a couple. I know this is what we do. There's been a couple people that have asked us on our timeline actually about Naheem Hines. Do you have any uh, opinions on him? Sure. Um, You know, Philip Rivers this past year, I think, led all quarterbacks in uh, terms of targeting running back positions. So running back target share. Uh, Obviously, Hines has been phenomenal um, in the passing game, even dating back to his time in college. you know, Marlon Mack this past year quietly started running more routes, but he just has never gotten targets. And it's weird because, like, thinking back to, to Mack's time at US uh, at USF, like, he was a good receiver. He, he was a converted receiver, actually, out of high school. Um, I, I'm not sure why that has not translated all in the NFL or with the Colts, but if Hines is going to play on passing downs, um, he could be a, a really nice, like, James White type of play this year. Just my only concern, I guess, you know, for Dynasty is like, you know, when Rivers is gone or whatever mm-hmm. the Colts decide to do a quarterback, his value might drop again. But this year, I, I'm definitely into some Naheem Hines, especially in like best ball, because he's going to be really cheap in, in best ball drafts this year. Yeah, we've had the, even the questions we've had, people are saying they could get him really cheap. So I was just wondering what your opinion was with him. Yeah, I mean, if you could get Hines for like, I don't know, a 2023rd? I mean, that sounds like money to me because that 2023rd has a hit rate of like 20%. And I feel much yeah. better of one season of Hines potentially catching like 60 to 65 balls even uh, than, than that third rounder. That's pretty cool. Shane, so I interrupted you. What were you going to ask him? It wasn't anything actually um, important, but <laughs> it was nice to hear. It's all uh, important. It was nice to hear Graham um, bring up the fact that Mac used to be a good receiver in college because I have wondered that for the last <laughs> two seasons too like did, did they not watch his college tape when they were drafting that guy like did they not i don't understand like but i guess anytime you can get naheem hines on the field you just got to do it right yeah i mean mac this past year and hines i think it was like a 60 40 snap split on passing downs um and the previous year it was like 70 30 like mac basically just didn't play so it's nice to see him play a little bit more it's just like i'm with you i don't know why they just don't throw mac like a screen or two per every game it's like the same thing with derrick henry i I don't i don't know why they're not just giving derrick henry like uh these little like dump off screens like one or two times every game but uh i'm i'm not smart enough to be an NFL head coach and a offense coordinator by far, so. <laughs> or maybe gonna, you are. I'm going to bullshit on that. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe you are. You know, Shane always thinks he is. Uh, what about <laughs> <laughs> what about over in Tampa Bay? What do you think with uh, Ronald Jones or, or whatever they're going to bring in there? People are going to get sucked down the Ronald Jones hole again, and they're going to be wrong again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I've just never got it with Ronald Jones. Like... <laughs> Uh, so, so looking at, uh, I've got my, my sheet up yards, uh, in terms of, uh, yards created per attempt, Ronald Jones, I've charted over 65 running backs since 2016. So that includes like, I don't know, however many thousands of carries Ronald Jones is third from last oh out of God. all those running backs. Oh yards created per attempt. You want to know who's worse? That good. Yeah. Who's the only worse? Two running backs, the only two running backs that are worse. Damian Williams and Mark, or sorry, Damian Harris and Mark yeah. Walton. <laughs> oh, hey. Mark Walton. Well, he's in really bad company, man. Mark Walton. It's hard to always in trouble with the law. It's hard to create yards when you're an ankle bracer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Dolphins gave him a chance card. too. You know, the Dolphins <laughs> gave him a chance right away, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right. True. So then, so you're saying that it's not looking good for people who have Look. Ronald Jones. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've been really, I've really tried to find some like 
silver linings with Rojo. And every single time I try to do it, I just, I can't. Like, if you can't beat out Peyton Barber for the early <laughs> down roll and you can't beat out Daria Ogunbo Wally for a passing down roll, like, I, what are we, I, I just don't know what we're doing. Like, why are we keep, why do we keep bringing this Rojo thing back? Like, why Great is it going to click this time? Why is it going to click this time? Because, because Peyton Barber's not there anymore and Bruce Arians is going to finally um, get his head out of his ass and he's going to play him. In, until he he's never had a tight end as good as OJ Howard, so he's going to start throwing. I'm just kidding. The, the first, the that, first time, that was last year's discussions. Yes. <laughs> the first time that Ronald Jones misses a pits, uh, blitz pickup and puts Tom Brady on his ass, he will never <laughs> see the field again. Yeah, he Brady will make sure of that, huh? And that's exactly yeah. what Shane said a little while okay. ago about somebody else, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and, well, anyone in Tampa Bay, because Arians, that's why he kept benching Jones last year, is because, hey, he missed a blitz pickup. It's like, I don't care if he was running for 15 yards a carry, he missed a blitz pickup. And that was with Jameis there, and he hated Jameis. Imagine with Tom Brady there. Yeah, Tom Brady <laughs> they want him. communicated from the league. Uh, Jameis better show up somewhere. He better sign somewhere. I have him on too many rosters. I have him on too many rosters. He needs to be somewhere. I so wish. I so wish the Bucks would release. Like I, I don't know how that. Maybe they haven't done this, but like if they filmed the quarterback room, Arians and Winston were getting together. I would love to be a fly on the wall when Arians was just chewing out Jameis Winston. Yeah, like good luck ever seeing game. that. Yeah. What were you looking at here, Jameis? What didn't you see that made you think I should throw that football? Oh, my God. Well, no. I, wonder, I, wonder if Arians, I wonder if Arians just effed with him so many times and said, Jameis, you should just get LASIK that he actually just went and got LASIK. I'm going to do it, Coach. Guess what? We just traded for Brady. Oh, I mean, my God. We just God. signed Todd Brady. Sorry. No, stop. He's got to wind up somewhere. I just need him to be somewhere. <laughs> Dude, he's good for fantasy, but could you imagine an NFL team being like, we've got to, I'm pounding the table for this guy. We've got to bring him in. I know he threw 30 interceptions, but we've got to bring him in to our team. I just, man, it's tough. Well, him and yeah. Cam. Cam's nowhere either. The two of them aren't anywhere. <laughs> Cam, at least you know, it's largely, at least I hope it is, because he can't go anywhere and do a medical. Like, he needs yeah. his shoulders yeah. checked out. He needs his foot checked out. I mean, exactly. I like his chances. Yeah, James. I think. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear with with Cam. Like these teams just have no idea where he's at medically. I saw on Instagram he he posted this video of him working out. And he looks buff. He looks very buff. But uh, yeah, I, I just don't know where Cam's at medically. One fit for the Bucks though that I that I love, and I, I'm not sure Acres has gotten enough uh, credit mm. for how good of a pass protector he is, uh, right. but 40, 43 overall cam acres to the bucks, I think can make a lot of sense. Um, that, that would be cool. <laughs> acres acres is a, he's, yeah. you know, he's not, I, I don't know. He's weirdly built. Like he's compact, but he's, he's got a, a really strong lower half. And, and I've seen some people say he's bad in pass protection. I'm just not sure that's the case. Like I, I've been charting uh, pass per execution for, for five years now. And, and acres is like, right around average but i just keep thinking back to like how much they put on his plate i mean he played every single snap for florida state and their offensive line was so trash that he had linebackers like in his face on every single passing snap when he <laughs> it was up to him to route. do something every down yeah it was up to him it was up to him and like he you know just thinking about traits and thinking about you know uh every single play like Akers knows how to square up to defenders. He knows how to get his hands in the right position. It's just a matter of like consistently doing it. And that's that's the case for a lot of guys. I think Akers would make a lot of sense with the Bucks and 
and man, I mean, like he would, he, if Taylor and Swift don't land in awesome spots themselves, like acres, I can make a case for acres is the RB one in this class. If he goes to a sweet team, like the bucks. That would be and they've cool. got to be looking for a running back. I mean, given no the question. situation and what you just said about Rojo, no doubt they have to be looking at somebody to come in there. Did, yeah. You know, with with we we did talk about McFarland and Moss, and and Shane asked about his guy Eno. But is there any other <laughs> running backs that maybe you didn't get a chance to mention that you would like to tell the audience to keep an eye out for? Yeah, uh, and Antonio Gibson is someone. I'm just going to ask you about him. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we're sharing a brain, man. Um, <laughs> I wish I need some of yours, dude. <laughs> Uh, I'm really intrigued by Gibson. Obviously, I think he had like 30 carries this past year, and like all of them were were power plays where they would just like move offensive linemen in front of him and just let him run. Um, I he is I, I have no idea how how high level his his football understanding is. How if he can even read and set up blocks? Like I have no idea. Yeah. But every single time the ball was in his hands at Memphis, like it was scary. Electric um, man, yeah, yeah. I think he could be a really fun like pass catching down back, and and I think a lot of teams will view him as a gadget player uh, to start. But I think he has more upside than that. I think he could he could be a, a really. I wouldn't say like he's not going to be like an every week starter for fantasy, but I think he could be a lot of fun. And the other guy uh, I'm I'm pretty high on is Darrington Evans out of App State. Cool. Um, okay. I have. I have one game left to him uh, to finish for yards created, and I'll have the full profile. But he is same thing, kind of the same thing as Gibson. Like every time the ball's in his hands, he is super explosive, very versatile. Um, didn't obviously play a lot of high level um, mm. uh, competition at App State, but I mean, he looked like a man amongst boys in a lot of those games, and that's kind of what you're looking for. It's like mm-hmm. um, for the for the guys that don't play very good defenses, I'm always looking for transcendent talent, and and Evans definitely showed in some of his games, and especially like uh, in space, that he is he is pretty transcendent. Um, mm-hmm. I think Evans could go as high as like the maybe mid or late third round, and if he goes in the mid to late third round, that's that'd be pretty solid. Um, that's yeah, about where Kareem Hunt true. went. That's yeah, yeah, that's about where Kareem Hunt went, um, and I think he would get an opportunity to, to get some serious touches early on if he goes that early. Nice. And that's kind of been the scuttlebutt about it. Scuttlebutt. God damn, I'm old. Um, yeah. <laughs> you use words beyond me. Uh, scuttlebutt. Oh, Jesus. Good Lord. Uh, um, anyway, but yeah, so that's kind of been the word on him, though, that he's been a riser. Um, I guess there's more people, since they have nothing to do, really, the scouts, it's not like you can go actually watch a player, but you can watch their tape, and I guess they, people would dig it in on him. Um, just one thing, because I, I don't watch any tape, uh, to be honest, but w- what kind of a pass catcher is Evans? Um, didn't have a lot of production there, um, but I, I thought he was pretty fluid and, and solid in the passing game. I mean, the, the thing with... The thing with college running backs is like, unless you're Alvin Kamara, unless you're Christian McCaffrey or the lower end, you're AJ Dillon, like a lot of these guys, because at one point or another, they played a little bit of receiver, especially in high school, they're all pretty good pass catchers. And I think uh, that applies to Evan. So unless you're like truly transcendent, and I think DeAndre Swift is like borderline on that. I think he's that good in the passing game. Um, unless you're like borderline transcendent, most guys are functional enough in the passing game. You know, bouncing off of what Shane just said and and actually what you said prior to what Shane said, do you think that with the virus and with the way the world is right now, is there anybody that may not get a shot that probably would have if they would have had a pro day or anything like that? Like, do you think there's anybody that's getting hurt by this? 
Yeah. Um, not anybody that jumps off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I think w one guy – did Keyshawn Vaughn run at the combine? I can't remember. I, I think he did either. Uh, Keyshawn. Uh, he did, yeah, he did run. Yeah, he did I see run. it too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Four, four, so it was a little yeah. slow. And he had a part, a low vertical jump. Thirty-two uh, inches. Yeah. yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't remember if he ran or not. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, anybody, really right? Uh, like, yeah, I mean, Dobbins. Could, I guess it's guys. Yeah, it, I think Dobbins would probably be the one guy. Um, just, just because I, if if he did run, like, I think Dobbins would would have posted like some silly, silly combine numbers. Um, pretty bummed that we didn't get to see that. He was like an that, elite spark guy coming into college. Yeah. And the thing about um, Dobbins is a lot of people, a lot of people had him as at least the 101, 102 because Taylor eviscerated the combine. All of a sudden, he became the the greatest running back in the history of football. <laughs> uh, like, that's basically what happened. Like, Taylor, like, they were all in the same tier, and now Taylor gets talked about as, like, he's Saquon Barkley, which he, he's not. But, yeah, he's not. Yeah, and I think I – think, that's actually great for fantasy because I keep getting Dobbins at like one three, one four, one sure. five, and, and Swift five. too, man. Getting those guys a little bit later than you you could have probably before this went down. I love it. That's awesome. Well, even I like both of those guys better than Taylor myself. Yeah, and even I'm last with, week when I took Taylor, Katie was thrilled to get Swift at number two. I'm with you on that because like it's it's weird. Like, did people just not watch Taylor? Like, we knew yeah. he was fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I I will grant you never a question. Know. I didn't. I didn't know he was four three nine fast. I mean, I thought you know, four four eight four four five. You know, that would have been a great time too. I didn't think he was four three nine, but yeah, he is not Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley was Superman. Nobody else is Superman. Yeah, <laughs> he was man, strong so, as hell. Well, we have a lot of trades and stuff to go over, but I think we'll hold those over to the Patreon show. So before we wrap everything up, Jeremy, Shane, do you guys have any last minute questions you want to ask Graham? No, I just uh, appreciate Graham coming on. And uh, Graham, I, I heard somewhere that you said this is one of your favorite podcasts. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love I love you guys have such a good like banter and back and forth, and it's just so casual. I I love listening to you guys. I love talking to you guys. It was fun again this year uh, chatting with you guys. Thank you so much. It's so Thanks, awesome. Man. I did think Jeremy was about to ask a question though. Did you have something, oh, Jeremy? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I wanted to thank him for what he said about Gibson and Darrington Evans. Cause um, I, you know, I like Evans uh, quite a bit and yeah. you know, everybody's talking about Gibson. And I, I really value what you said about him. It seems like, you know, it, it, a lot depends on what happens with him in the draft. Of course we say that a lot, but seeing him being used in the passing game, cause he's just such a great, thrilling you know like the best player on the field in games you know um no and he stood out and it'd be so so great if he could get a role in the nfl and for fantasy that would be amazing but so many things have to fall into place so, yeah, exactly. dj dallas dj dallas oh there you go there you go i knew there was another right. question in there somewhere <laughs> good one yeah, we'll just ask him about every running back the rest of the night we'll just go for just the last guy yeah, he's he's with you know i'm gonna i'm gonna see where Eno and dj go and and uh I'll maybe go back to them. Shane, I didn't know I'm, I was ending your life with Eno Benjamin. Oh, my God. It was so great. It was so great. Look, I'm, grabbing, I'm still awesome. grabbing him late second round and just <laughs> hoping for the best. We, we During that mock draft last week, Katie just laid into him on every pick, and the Eno one was one that stuck out. So, um, no, listen, we, we really love having you. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, can you stick around for a little bit more, and we'll do some trades in the in the Patreon show? Yeah, in your bathroom. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish we had video. It would be so cool. So I'm I'm shower curtain. <laughs> I'm I'm like Philip Rivers. <laughs> yeah, it's a toilet seat, and I'm, I'm looking around. Uh, the background aesthetics are, are not great. <laughs> That's not great. Hey, man, it was good enough for Philip Rivers. It should be good enough for you. <laughs> I've, I've got... I've got like like five hundred dollars worth of uh, toilet paper in the new U.S. currency. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! So hey, before we do wrap up though, tell everybody uh, where they can find you again, and maybe once you do have the other announcement, we'll get you in here with everything else. For sure, yeah. I'm at Graham Barfield, and uh, yeah, I'll be looking for yards created next week. It'll be out, um, I guess, maybe eight, ten days before the draft. So be on the lookout. Awesome. So hey. Thank you for listening, everybody. Go check out our Twitter account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Um, check out our Podbean, iTunes. Give us a rate and review. Join our Patreon account, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. And let's go jump into the Patreon show. Yep. See you next week. Thanks, Graham. Say bye, Shane. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs>